Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 2 of My First Trillion. I thought that I would go over a popular topic in the intellectual and pseudo-intellectual communities, and that is, are books too long? The esteemed Mr. Bankman Freed, before his untimely imprisonment, once said that most books could be six-paragraph blog posts. And it is true that the core ideas of almost any book could be summarized in six paragraphs or shorter. However, I'd like to draw a connection between Mr. Bankman Freed's current living conditions and his inattention to detail. I'm not going to re-explain the collapse of FTX because that's so 2022 and it's absolutely been done to death. There was a time where every other Twitter thread was explaining what happened to FTX, more than half of them were just completely wrong, and the women of the San Francisco Bay Area were verbally assaulted by men who read an AI summary of a long-form article and decided to explain to them every other bullet point. Uh, as a side note, there is no point in talking about anything or trying to tell someone something with authority unless you actually know what it is you're talking about. You should feel confident that you understand the mechanics of what is actually physically going on. Most things are just not that important to understand. People think that they have to understand things and that they have to understand every little thing that's on the news or every little thing that people are talking about. And you just don't have to. It has no productive value for you to know. So if you don't know something, just say, I don't know, it's fine. Or continue mansplaining the Fed funds rate. It's really up to you. So continuing with the main thread, Bankman Freed made what I think is a critical but oft-repeated mistake. He assumed that because the most visible part of the people on the other side of his argument were idiots, that that argument was wrong. He saw, like anyone who reads can tell, that a lot of books are repetitive. Every author is claiming to have come up with something new and revolutionary, but frankly, if it was really that new and revolutionary, someone would have told you about that book that's not the author. Someone in that person's field would have said to you, wow, this book is amazing, you have to read it. There would be some sort of substantive hype about the book. And I found that many authors try to create a new concept to describe and basically just repackage concepts and stories that have already occurred. So they take a famous case study, probably Amazon, cobble together their hodgepodge of favorite other case studies, and then try to pitch to you how their so-called new concept explains the success of these case studies. And it's really, really annoying. Let me provide an illustration through a class of book that I know really well, business management. I used to get excited to read a book because the title is something like Cracking the Amazonian Code. And I open the first page, I start reading, and it's the same BS I read in a different book interpreted through a slightly different lens. You can think of it like the author is trying to monetize existing IP with brand recognition to try and sell their shitty book when they really have nothing to say. And the reason that they wrote the book is simple. They wanted to make money and they wanted to increase their prestige. They wanted author of X book 
to be under their name when CNN calls them up and asks them to give their often completely misguided opinion on whatever the news of the day is. And this style of book harmonizes well with the illiterati permeating the streets of Palo Alto, who like to imagine themselves as armchair intellectuals because they've purchased books they intend to read someday. The value of the book to them is their potential to read it, and so an attractive title is enough. The crisp white pages may as well be blank. The process of taking existing case studies, coming up with some in quotation marks, new idea like profitonomics and applying this concept to well-known parts of existing case studies is like painting the foundation and saying you've built a house. It only works if no one with a functioning brain cell cares. And to be clear, I'm not saying that critical reinterpretations of past case studies have no value. I'm saying that in a lot of books that are coming out, there's no critical thinking occurring. Take the, the classic Amazon case study I referenced earlier. You'll see this case study over and over and over again, repeated with the same platitudes, the same lessons. The language might be a little bit different, but the core essence of what they're trying to say is the same, and they just slap a new label on it, call it original content, and say, oh yeah, I've written something of value, you should totally buy it. I'll always see the author making bland statements in regards to Amazon about customer satisfaction and, oh, maybe customer satisfaction is a, a critical facet of my new idea, profitonomics. And by the way, I'm incredibly smart. I'm totally not just rewording something that someone before me said in a far better, more compelling and more effective way. If this type of book was forced to distill its core ideas to a six paragraph blog post, its lack of originality and substance would be exposed. But because of its length, they can use the page count to try and convince the reader that some sort of valuable wisdom has been imparted. The issue I tentatively think is the aforementioned misalignment between the typical author of business books and the person who wants to learn anything interesting or new about business. This is a trend you and I have seen over and over and over again. There's far more people interested in becoming somebody than there is actual somebodies. There are far more people interested in, say, owning a business than there are business owners. There are far more people interested in getting into real estate than there are people who own real estate. In this way, the purchase of books about business management or real or breaking into the real estate industry is sort of a wish fulfillment for dormant business owners slash would-be real estate moguls. Purchasing this kind of book lets them keep their dream of wealth alive because it allows them to believe that they are merely gestating or to quote Napoleon, that their repose is that of the lion. With all this criticism of books, you may be thinking, oh, this Bankman-Fried, you might have a point. Time is precious. If so many books aren't worth reading, why shouldn't they all be blog posts and save the reader some time? But beware! Take heed the allegory of Bankman-Fried, for his is a cautionary tale. He who does not learn from others is doomed to make mistakes caused by their own vanity and inexperience. As Joseph Brodsky once said, there are worse crimes than burning books, one of them is not reading them. In my view, 
Reading books is kind of like cheating. You can get uninterrupted access to the minds of the greatest intellects and writers, the top minds in any field, and their experience and their ideas can become your own even if you are just a beginner. A truth it took people their entire careers to learn can be yours in just a few short pages. Once you read one of these ideas, you just know almost instinctively how important it is. It's often counterintuitive, but yet this truth that you just read somehow, it just makes intuitive sense. The issue is sifting through the noise to discover authors with a clarity of thought and writing that just instantly like, just gets you and just grips you and doesn't let you go. It is true, many of the books written by these incredible authors could be shortened without losing a ton or even any meaningful content. But honestly, this is just a statement about books in general. These books could never and should never be shortened to a blog post. And the reason why is very simple. If you read a book about a certain topic or certain idea, you will understand it far better and it will make far more impact on you than if you read it as a blog post. A blog post does not stick in your mind because its truths, no matter how potent, are anchorless. Generally speaking, your mind has not incorporated them into your mental schematics. Say you read a blog post about marketing. No matter how well written it was, when it comes time to sell to customers, are you going to remember it? Are you going to remember what that blog post said? One of, and perhaps the core advantage of books is that it is far more likely that at the critical moment, you will incorporate its core truths, its core principles, its core argument into your own thinking and make the correct decision. Even if you forgot that you read that book, its ideas will have influenced fundamentally the way that you think about a certain topic. And this is because a book provides time for rumination, time for digestion, time for incorporation into what you already believe in your current perception of the world. As you read, you are engaging critically with what the author said. You're ruminating as they repeat their argument in different forms. You're seeing it from different perspectives in new lights. And through this process, you're forming neural pathways in your brain such that their wisdom is becoming your own. And that's not to say that your worldview should just be based on whatever the last thing you read was. However, if you see merit in the author's argument, if you cognitively are dialoguing with its theoretical and practical foundations and you decide this makes sense, I will take it as true, it is going to stick in your mind. That feeling of amazement, that feeling of the author's truth is so simple and yet so powerful is going to embed it in your thinking and make it incredibly difficult to dislodge. This sort of emotionality combined with the critical thinking a book makes you do such that something the author just said reminded you of a story from a different book or something in your own life that a mentor said. That process not only weaves the book into your current understanding, but expands the way you think about the world. Reading a book gives you the time and space to sort of weave it into your own tapestry and theory of mind such that 
its essence, its core logic and lessons become part of you. So you can become not just an average of the people who are around you, but through these books, you can view these authors as your peers through exposure to their writing and become closer to an average of the greatest people humanity has ever produced. The key is finding these authors, which is difficult, and devouring everything they've ever written and figuring out who they read. I almost never say this, but in this case, I feel compelled to make an exception. I guarantee that if you read books that fill you with amazement and wonder, that make you love knowledge and the process of acquiring it, that the quality of your life and your ability to operate within it will improve substantially. So read books, you won't regret it. If you enjoyed listening, give My First Trillion a follow. I'll be back with another episode next week. See you then. Goodbye.